Welcome to the Health From Home podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie Uremko, a naturopathic doctor and mother, and I passionately believe that health is about so much more than the absence of disease. In this podcast, we draw upon my years of experience as a naturopathic doctor and family wellness expert and dive into how mind, body, spirit, and community all come together to create true health from home. Hello and welcome. Today we're going to be talking about stress as it relates to the immune system. We know that stress plays an important part in our health and it's been estimated that stress accounts for up to 90% of or is related to up to 90% of doctor's visits. So we do know that stress does have a huge impact on our health. In terms of its direct impact on the immune system, stress is an immune system depressant or suppressant. So it actually suppresses our immune system and prevents our immune system from working to its full capacity. But let's take a moment and just talk about like, what is stress? I find that in practice, um, while some people identify with being stressed all the time, there are other people who, whilst clearly stressed, or have great stress in their life are either not aware of it or deny that they feel stressed. And I think part of this is because we as a society, well, I think there's two reasons. One is that I think many of us are really disconnected from ourselves and aren't very self-aware. But I think the other part is that we have this societal concept that if you feel stressed, That means that you're weak and you're unable to cope with the demands of life. And so um, it's better to not admit to stress because admitting to stress or feeling stressed is the same as saying I'm weak and I can't cope. And that's just not true. What is stress? Stress is really anything that our body perceives as being a threat to our overall well-being. And there are a couple of parts of that definition that really needs to be pointed out. So the first part is that it's what our body perceives. It doesn't have to be real or not. It's, it's a perception. And it can be conscious or unconscious. So you might not even realize that your body is perceiving something as stressful. It might be totally in your subconscious, but your body is still going to be responding in a very real way. And it's going to be secreting all those stress hormones that can be measured in your blood. So it is important to recognize that there is a difference between, you know, feeling overwhelmed and not being able to deal with life and still having negative impacts of stress that you're carrying. And I also want to mention that like a little bit of stress is actually a good thing. (laughs) So us living in this world where we never get stressed uh, just actually wouldn't be good for our overall growth and development. One of the best examples I can give, concrete examples, is like bodybuilding or not even like bodybuilding, but like just building muscle. So strength, when we exercise, that is a physical stress to the body. Like it actually breaks down 
in the short term, some of our, our, our muscle fibers, they get injured and it requires our body to work harder to keep up. So there is this short term stress on the body that should be at an appropriate level, but then it also enables our body to build back. And so with the example of muscle, when those little muscle fibers get injured and break down, the body builds them up bigger and stronger. And so that's why if you start lifting weights, for example, you will get you know, bigger, stronger muscles. And you wouldn't get that if you didn't have that initial stress. So I don't want to make it sound like stress is all bad, but chronic stress and too much stress where we can't overcome it is definitely detrimental to our health. One of the main things that I want to talk about is cortisol. So that's one of our main stress hormones. And there are so many different ways that our immune systems respond to stress. And it's really beautiful just seeing the diversity of like hormones and cytokines. But for the sake of simplification and uh, just focusing on the basics and what we can do on a daily basis and focus more on, on cortisol. So cortisol is one of our, our main stress hormones. You know, it's what gets secreted right away when sort of our alarm signals go off that something is wrong or the hypothetical um, bear in the, in the woods. So that when that signal goes off, that's when, you know, we have blood flowing to our eyes, to our limbs, so that we can run away from that bear, that we can see better. Our, our heart gets more blood because it needs to pump harder, etc. Also means that our digestive systems get less because, you know, we're not so focused on digesting our food at that moment. We're focused more on not being digested as food. And usually this is for a short period of time. In the first episode, when I just talked about some of the symptoms of the immune system and how we um, associate certain symptoms as being brought on by illness or being caused by a virus, for example, that a lot of those symptoms are actually caused by our immune system to get rid of the virus or the bacteria. And so, you know, I gave the examples of like cough or mucus production, runny nose, things like that. So if you think about when you're sick and you're, the immune system is working, having all those symptoms, one of the things we really need is rest. Now, if you're being chased by a bear through the woods, none of those things are helpful in the short term. And the short term is quite critical in that moment because uh, if you don't get away from the bear, it doesn't matter whether or not you heal from your cold. So our body can shut down those types of signs temporarily um, or sometimes even long term, but that's a little bit different in order for us to get away from this perceived threat. The problem is, is that in today's society, that perceived stress often doesn't go away in a few minutes. You know, we have it day in, day out, all day long. And when we have those high amounts of cortisol, that are suppressing our immune system, it actually predisposes us to getting infections. And and they might be more asymptomatic where we don't notice it, 
but then you actually have more growth of or more inoculation of those viruses of those um, bacteria for example and then it becomes much harder for our system to overcome that and so there, there's two examples that I want to give of that one is something that many of us experience when we have let's say a lot of stress at work and you're coming up to a vacation and you're just trying to get everything done before you go on holiday and like the week or two before your holiday is quite stressful but you know you you've got lots of energy you're working hard everything's going fine and then the minute you get on holiday you get sick so what's happened there is you've had all that cortisol coursing through your veins keeping that immune system down so that you're not noticing any symptoms then the minute you relax and your body switches into a okay I can heal phase you get all of the symptoms of being sick and it's quite annoying because it can ruin a holiday um, but that's just an example that many of us have experienced the other example is we actually use this medically so corticosteroids whether that be like a cream for um, certain skin conditions or a spray or tablets depending on what you're taking it for we give those corticosteroids to suppress the immune system to, to suppress that inflammatory process in a lot of um, diseases you know sometimes that's like a sinusitis sometimes that's more like asthma sometimes that's um, arthritis sometimes that's skin flare-ups like eczema etc um, so that's just uh, you know some concrete examples of how cortisol is so um, critical in terms of immune system suppression and cortisol being our one of our main stress hormones so what can we do now that we know that like we shouldn't be stressed all the time that can be stressful thinking about how am I going to get unstressed because life is just stressful one of the main things um, is to really reconsider your priorities in life and there are a couple of uh, tasks that I'll often give patients and that I will do myself from time to time to really, especially if I'm feeling stressed and have been for a while where things just don't seem to be clicking well, is take a week and write down everything you do like as you're going through the day and how much time you spend doing it. And the more detailed you can be, the better. So like, how long does it take you to get ready in the morning? How long does it I mean? Maybe how long does it take you to get out of bed? How long do you spend preparing breakfast, eating breakfast, commuting, working, putting kids to bed, cleaning up? You, you might even break the cleaning up down into like, if you're cleaning different parts of the house or what you're cleaning, like the more specific and accurate you are with your timing, the better. And then at the end of the week, add up all your totals and you get a good overview of where you're spending your time and then you can reflect back on is this where I want to be spending my time where would I want to be spending more of my time and by having that really accurate view of what's actually happening because quite often we do also lose time or lose track of time that we're not aware of or we're not aware of how long certain tasks take and we don't account for it to take that much time 
and that's what causes the problems. So it, it, it's a really good exercise to really be aware of where you are spending your time and then making a conscious decision of whether you want to continue that way or whether you want to make changes. And if you do want to make changes, then you can decide how how do you want to change that. I mean, it's all fine to say, oh, I want to spend you know, more time playing with my kids and less time cleaning the kitchen, for example. Uh, but if having a dirty kitchen really bothers you, you need to think about like, well, what can you do to reduce the cleaning time? And maybe that's that you get your kids to help more. Maybe it's that you change the way you cook. Maybe it's um, that you get someone else to clean the kitchen. Maybe you hire a cleaner. Maybe there's someone else in your house that can do it. Like there's lots of different ways to handle it, but you do need to come up with a plan of action to address how you want to make those changes. Um, and then another massive thing for stress is having daily rhythm. So rhythm is different than like a tight, strict schedule, but it means that you sort of follow a similar routine daily. And, you know, within this rhythm, there are times that you are kind of expanding, that you are putting out effort, you are working, and then other times where you are resting. And it should be it should feel natural. So you're not working against yourself. And this is something that for a lot of us, we don't, we don't have a good concept of um, because we're so used to being cued by external demands that we don't choose our own daily rhythm. So I usually get people to start with like your morning routine your bedtime routine and mealtime routines. And, and you might not start with all of that all at once, choose one and really like think about what would be re- very beneficial for you to have kind of a, a steady routine and a steady rhythm around those times of the day. And then having that in once you can put, you know, morning bedtime and mealtime routines into place with at approximately the same time every day. It doesn't have to be exact, but it should be fairly similar. That is going to set you up for good daily rhythm. Another thing for stress that is critical is our breath. So a lot of us are what we call chest breathers and we breathe very superficially. There's also an aspect between nasal breathing, so breathing through your nose, versus mouth breathing, breathing through your mouth. That's uh, really important for your overall health in, in many, many ways. But even if you just take a moment right now to take a couple of slow, deep breaths and take your inhales through your nose and exhale. Now, take another inhale, but take this time through your mouth and exhale. Do you notice a difference? So when we breathe through our nose, we actually are in a calmer state. It helps put us into a a more, what's called parasympathetic state. There are a number of reasons for that. When we breathe through our nose, 
Um, we produce more nitric oxide, which helps to relax blood vessels, for example. So there are very like physical, um, real, <laughs> biochemical, physiological things that are happening here. So the more we breathe through our nose, the better for many reasons. Um, and then also paying attention to what our body is doing when we take a big, you know, a deep breath. So ideally, our entire thoracic cavity, meaning like our rib cage, for example, and our, our belly and our back and the sides of our ribs, all of that should be expanding when we take that nice deep breath in. And then as we exhale, it comes back together. A lot of people, when they take a deep breath in, their shoulders go up, their chest goes up, their tummies go in, they should be going more out. There's little to no movement in the back. And all of that is actually kind of um, a tensing mechanism. So to spending some time being more mindful of your breath, slowing down the rate and rhythm, taking a few deep breaths, you know, at different periods throughout the day can make a huge difference to your perception of stress. Another thing that is probably the biggest thing for me it's just getting outside in nature. You get outside in nature, especially you can take some nice deep breaths with all that fresh air. And that has been shown in so many studies to reduce stress, to improve immunity, improve overall health, de decrease anxiety, you know, decrease depression, etc. The more we can reconnect and connect with nature, the better. So I'd highly encourage you when you do your weekly list that you start to maybe prioritize getting time in nature in there. And then I'm going to share with you one of my, actually share two, two of my favorite herbs for, for stress. Um, the first one is called lemon balm. So Melissa Officinalis and this is really one of my favorite herbs. It's a really good herb for stress and immunity because it has antiviral properties, so excellent for your immune system, as well as being what we call anxiolytic. So it really helps to calm the feeling of stress and anxiety. And you can grow this in your own garden. It's part of the mint family. It grows quite easily. And you you know like you can pick it you can put some of the make like a tea from it um in the summertime when we're growing it i get my kids to pick it and we put it in a, a jug of water and then the water has a bit of a lemony flavor and and they feel really special doing that so that is um definitely one of my favorite herbs it's like when you drink that you feel like you're drinking a little cup of sunshine and then the other one that i really like as well is a passion flower and that's more to help reduce feelings of anxiety and nervousness but i thought i should just mention that here that one's harder to grow at least in, in calgary um, i'm very proud of myself because i have that growing in my greenhouse last year and i've kept it alive in my home over the winter so hopefully that continues it is such a beautiful flower when it blooms um, and for me, just staring at the flower, like not even consuming the leaves, but 
just staring at the flower is a great stress relief. So finding those things that, you know, might be small but bring you joy and calm in a moment, having those kinds of things around you can be really helpful for reducing your stress and consequently improving your immune system. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, it would mean a lot if you could review this podcast wherever you are listening. For more information on lifestyle changes you can make, including my free class on a natural approach to cold and flu season, visit my website, dryuremco.com. Until next time, be well and take care.